Welcome to It's All About the Questions, where learning to ask the right questions can help you achieve lifelong success. Now, here to help you ask all the right questions is award-winning author, international speaker, and business strategist, Laura Stewart. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Um, I'm really happy to be here today, although um, it feels a little weird for me. And um, for those of you who have sent me wonderful notes and, and thoughts about my mom's passing last week, I really want to thank you from the deepest part of my heart. You made it easier. Okay, I said I wasn't going to cry, but you all know me. My emotions are pretty much on my sleeve. Um, you know, mom came to the radio station with me every week, and she sat in the back, and she loved listening to all my guests, and most of all, she loved hearing my voice on the radio, so... That's why I'm here today to, um, to honor my mom. And uh, there's no better guest to do my first day back in the radio station with um, to honor my mom other than my guest, John David Mann, who I consider a, a dear friend and someone who always manages to make me smile and laugh, whether it's a short email, um, a comment, or reading one of his books. So um, John David Mann is here today. He's been on my show before. Uh, those of you who know him know he is best known for the award-winning business parable, The Go-Giver, um, which just won an Evergreen Award from Living Now uh, Book Awards. And he wrote that with Bob Berg. He has written books with um, Navy SEAL sniper Brandon Webb, who's been on my show. But we're here today to talk about um, a true labor of love for, for John. His latest book is coming out next week called The Recipe, A Story of Loss, Love, and the Ingredients of Greatness, which he wrote with Chef Charles Carroll, who will be on the show with me next week, who's an Olympic gold medalist chef. And, um, you know, this, this book for me was healing the first time I read it, and with everything, with the loss of my mom, it has a, another level of meaning for me, but this book, The Recipe, is such an amazing book. And please welcome John to the show, everyone. John. Well, good. good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm glad to be here, Laura. Yeah, you know, me too. It, it's This book was, is so special, not only to me, but I know to you and, and Chef Charles and, and your wife, Ava, and uh, Anna, and um, thinking of Ava Gardner, because my mom just loved Ava Gardner. <laughs> <laughs> That's very nice. I like that. I like that. So yeah. That's excellent. Excellent yeah, well, association. You know, it's funny, because... Anna, you know, I've never met her in person, but she sort of reminds me of that essence of Ava Gardner, you know, just uh, that, that beauty and fierceness and passion. That's, that's how I think of Anna whenever I, I think of her and when you talk of her. So there you go. <laughs> oh, I am going to tell her that. That's going to be fun. And she can hear it <laughs> in that's the right. recording that's of the right. show. So, so, John, you know, we, we've talked on the show before about how you write books with other people, but... This book, The Recipe, A Story of Lost Love and the Ingredients of Greatness, is su- it's a departure for you in that it took many years to put together and then 40 publishers turned it down while at the same time saying the book needed to be published. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Like you're put on the brake and the, and the gas at the same time. Yes. Yes, it, this is unique um, from a unique experience. And it's funny because, I, I, you know, it's one of those things where when you look back, I can tell a great story about it and have a great moral at the end of the story. But at the time, 
um, I, I was very upset. Um, I completely expected that this book, we were going to just take it to New York and they were going to just snatch it up. It was going to be a, a you know, a, an auction, a, a bidding war. And my agent thought so too. Uh, we thought it had all the ingredients, right? But it was so, so unexpected and so curious. And as it turns out, has been so valuable for me. This is one of those deals where a, a true adversity turns out to be a blessing in disguise and the disguise was thick. Um, I, I mourned the rejection of this book for probably six months before uh, Charles and I said, well, what do you know? Should we do it ourselves? <laughs> and, and, uh, and there we are. Yeah, the publishers all said they loved the book, they loved the story, but it didn't quite fit their category. And furthermore, they weren't quite sure what category it did fit. And so we had to, to do some soul searching and decide whether or not we would roll the dice ourselves and become our own publisher, which I've never done before. Um, not, not, you know, in this way. So, yeah, this, this is a first, and I'm both terrified, exhilarated, and thrilled about it. Well, what's fascinating is, you know, you said you guys decided to do it yourselves, yet you're not doing it yourselves. This amazing <clears throat> team has popped up all around you because you guys reached out, and this book has become a, a love launch for so many yeah. people because the book spoke to them. What do, you, what do you say to that? I mean, how do you embrace that, knowing the effect you know, it's had, and it's not even out yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so funny because it, 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 you're so right. And, you know, the subtitle of the book is A Story of Loss, Love, and the Ingredients of Greatness. Well, I knew we were writing about the ingredients of greatness from the start. That's just what Chef Charles talks about. That's what I've, you know, sort of been a theme of my, my whole life. I've written about so many other times, particularly, let's say, with Brandon, right? The, the excellence matters, that whole theme of, of greatness. But the loss and love part kind of grew on us. I didn't realize how important that was. In fact, the word love didn't even creep into the subtitle until the book was almost finished. And, and, and you know, you introduced this by saying it was a labor of love. It really is. And you're right, it's not just us. I mean, one of the, the early sort of strategies that we, uh, that we decided to go with once we knew we were publishing it ourselves was... You know, normally I, I'll give out a manuscript to a circle of early readers, like, you know, eight or ten or a dozen, because it's good to run a manuscript past a group of people you trust to get their input, their feedback, their suggestions. We thought, what if we, make, we, we, we grow a bigger circle of readers, like not a dozen, but two dozen, three dozen, maybe 50, uh, uh, and, and give the book away to them in exchange for their comments, their feedback, and sort of their, uh, their advocacy, you know, build a little group of of fans, a fan base. And that thing, as you know, because you were the very first person to sign up for that group, <laughs> <laughs> our, our launch team, Laura Stewart is, uh, is membro numero uno. Um, it grew to 175 people, almost 200 people. And it just, people were telling their mothers and their daughters and their fathers and their brothers and their friends and their colleagues. And I mean, I'm not kidding. We got all kinds of, you know, siblings joining up and tons of chefs and, and they started posting about it, and they're posting about it like crazy this week. And we, we really kind of grew a a, um, a fan base, a, 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 mar a launch team, a, a, a close-knit circle of friends who were very moved by the book. And none of that would have happened if one of those publishers had said yes. 
You know, that's the beauty of it. None of this this groundswell that's happening around the book right now, none of that would have happened if the publisher said yes, because Charles and I wouldn't have fell back into a corner and forced to figure out ourselves how to, you know, take the book out into the world. So, well, you know, sometimes necessity is, in fact, the mother of investment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember when you posted um, some opening pages up on your blog and talked about the publishers just keep turning you down and you were trying some more publishers and, and everything. Right. And, and I was like, oh my God, you've just enticed me. I want to read more. So you sent me an early version of, of the manuscript and I devoured it. And each time I've read the manuscript, because you know I had the privilege of reading your book backward, which is always a, a fun thing <laughs> for proofreading, but different parts would jump out based on what was happening in my life at the time. And, you know, the loss and the love and the ingredients and greatness, but like the, there's one scene in the book where Owen, um, they're flashing back the, the, for everybody's listening. The main character is a young boy named Owen, whose father had recently passed away and he throws a rock through a warehouse window and the story evolves from there and there's a chef involved and how the life turns around and, and how loss gets impregnated into the body and you just want to well it up and, and throw it. And he put all of those feelings into this rock and he throws it through the window. And I felt like that. And when I read that in the book, I was like, oh my gosh, that I know that feeling. I, and you know, this was before mom passed away, but I've been caregiving for mom for six years. And the love that you feel for somebody that deeply and to watch them go and, and the world move on as you're not moving on, you just want to take all of that and throw it in a rock and have it leave you, but it never fully leaves you because it's just a moment of letting it go, but you have to process it inside. And I had never, nothing else I had ever read expressed how I was feeling as beautifully as that moment in the book. Oh, oh that's just sweet to hear. Well, thank you for that. You know, it's, I was thinking about this the other day. Um, for those who have not read the book yet, I won't spoil anything, but I will say that, that, that when you hear about the rock being thrown through the window, you haven't seen the last of the rock. It will, it will show up again in the story. Like um, it does in life, right, John? Yeah, I mean, exactly. you, you have to process it. You have to somehow turn that into something else. Otherwise, you'll never get out of bed in the morning. You'll never yeah. move forward. And I know my mom would want me to move forward, which is why I'm here, and I'm thankful you're the guest today. That You know, I, when, I, when I realized that this was going to be your first show back and, and we were going to do this together, it, it just struck me again how, how interesting it is the way that the universe moves things around and plays choruses and chords, the, um, that the book should be called Story of Loss. You know, it, it's, I often say this when, in conversations about this book. Um, for me... It was a process of discovery writing because I went into it. Let me back up just a sec. Um, Chef Charles had the idea for the story. Okay, so he had this story in his mind, which he told me about almost a decade ago, uh, that he said he wanted to write with me. And he had the you know the young boy Owen and his father and the situation and the and 
he had sketched out some ideas for the book and some chapters and some characters and so forth. And so we took it from there, kind of the way the Go-Giver happened. Bob Berg had an idea for a story and we took it from there. So, but it was only in the process of writing that I, I really began to get to know the chef character and to fall in love with these people. And, and it was a very gradual process to start uncovering the loss in the book, and there's more than the loss of his father. There are other types of loss that happen in the story. There's, there's a lost friendship. There are some lost relationships. There's some lost time. There, there are various kinds of loss. And the way the different characters process that um, was, a, was a really, just was a really beautiful process of discovery for me um, through draft after draft. And I guess what I came to is that something that I've, I've observed in life, because as you know, I've experienced some tragic losses in my life too. And, and uh, when, you know, years ago when I was a young man, I lost my first son and uh, to, to an illness. And I thought for years that I was the only person in the universe who had had that happen. <laughs> I mean, I, I never stopped to think about it, but that was the feeling about it. It's like, I am alone in the world. Nobody knows the suffering I've had. And yeah, I gradually began to discover that other people in the world had, had experienced these things as well. And that in fact, not only was I not alone, I was the opposite of alone. Um, because how people deal with loss and difficulty and adversity and tragedy seems to me one of the most universal things. And then I hate to do this, but we have to go to commercial break. We'll be right back and we'll pick that theme up more with John David Mann. John, you were talking about loss and everything. And and you know, I lost my brother when I was 10. So my mom lost her son Mm -hmm. as well. It's like Mm -hmm. no loss. And and you, you mentioned how alone you felt, but you knew you weren't alone. Why don't you pick up with that thread? Yeah, and you know, it's, it's, it, since we're on this topic, um, I also want to emphasize that that there's other kinds of loss that this is, and this is just as much about those kinds of loss, like loss of a uh, you know a job, loss of a career uh, path, loss of a of a business, loss of a friendship. It doesn't necessarily have to do with people dying. I mean, it, there there are many kinds of of uh, of, of losing experiences that that can leave you feeling both empty and alone and to some extent broken and i guess that's what i wanted to get to is that what i observed was that uh, a loss like that can leave you bitter and broken or it can leave you ultimately a um, a deeper and richer and and sort of stronger person for it it seems to be in how how people deal with it and you know they're just whether you you uh you know some people just never get over uh, the, you know, the, the business betrayal from a partner or the uh, bankruptcy or the hurricane that destroyed their house or whatever it was. Um, and just never get over that and, or never get past that, let's say. Never, never move around it and on. Um, and and that's, that to me is tragic because what I found was that the more I forged bond or the more I forged bonds with people who had had similar losses to mine or the more I discovered how common my experience was the more I shared it with others and they shared theirs with me <clears throat> the more uh, richness I found in the relationships you know there's this beautiful thing that Emma Thompson the actress was said to have said once in an interview I didn't hear the interview but she said uh, I hate to have to say this but I prefer the company of people who have suffered they're kinder that's a powerful statement, and it, it, it 
you know, it could go either way, right? People who suffered have, can either become miserable human beings or they become the kindest people in the world because they know what it's like to lose, to have yeah. loss. Yeah. Yeah, it feeds, it feeds your empathy muscle. <laughs> yeah. That's a great way of putting it. It feeds empathy muscle. And, you know, I, I don't want people to get the idea that this book is just about loss. Um, because, <laughs> You've created a tearjerker. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it, for me, the recipe was, is a book of life. And mm. when I read it, from the beginning to the end, I change because the book helps heal. I myself could see aspects of my life in the characters and the wisdom that came from chef with the ingredients of greatness. Um, one of my favorites lately is the clean as you go, cleaning up your messes as you go. And with everything that had been going on with mom, some days I was angry, you know, and it wasn't at her. It was the situation. I didn't want my mom to, to be going through what she was going through. And I would snap and I'd, I'd hear like chef's voice going clean as you go, clean as you go. And I would just look at my mom and run over to her and hug her. And I'm sorry. I say, sorry, that was not about you, mom. And she goes, it's okay if it wasn't. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It, it was just the situation and I'm really sorry. It has nothing to do with you and I love you. And it helped, you know, to, to think of those insights, the way they were so eloquently put as you do in the books that you write with these lists. Is there one of the ingredients of greatness, the, the, the recipes, the lessons in the book that stands out for you? You know, uh, I, 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 two answers there. I mean, first, the, the one you were just describing, the clean as you go, and uh, for listeners who have not read the book, there are a lot of things that the chef teaches Owen that are about cooking and about, you know, how you comport yourself in the kitchen and about proper uh, treatment of the food and of the utensils and all. But they're very specific. But they all, they all every one of them, turn out to be much broader ideas that have applica application in, in life broadly, as Laura's saying. So all these rules sort of come back in, in bigger guises later. The clean as you go, you know, is basically, you know, you cut your vegetables, you finish, wipe off the board, wipe off the knife. Uh, when you finish cooking in the pot, clean off the pot because later it's going to dry and harden. It's, it's a bitch to clean, as he says. And that, then he brings that back to talk about, as Laura just said, you know, relationships, arguments or fights or rifts or whatever. And then, um, much later in the book, it comes back in a surprising way that the, uh, that the, the chef turns out to, to need to learn that, learn his own lesson as well. Uh, everybody's growing and everybody's learning and learning from that. Um, but to your question, is there a favorite rule? You know, I think my, my favorite is, is what gave us the picture on the cover. Um, if you see the book on the, on the front cover, there's a picture of a little plate of blueberry pancakes with a single peach rose and a one-stem vase. And it's about that scene when uh, Owen is remembering when his dad was still with him. And one morning, years earlier, when Owen was very little and they were cooking breakfast for his mom, breakfast in bed, Saturday morning, and his father's making his famous blueberry pancakes. And Owen is trying to figure out what makes them taste so good. He's like... 
Is it the blueberries? No, it's not the blueberries. Is it the oat flour? No, it's not. Is it the this? Is it the that? The maple syrup, the honey, whatever. And finally, his father gets down at Owen's eye level and says, Owen, the secret ingredient isn't anything in the pancakes. The secret ingredient is who you're making them for. And I think that's, you know, I think that's kind of the core message of the book. Um, that it, it is about excellence. It is about being great at what you do. It is about refining and honing and polishing your skills. But it's about more than that. Because you could be skilled and great, you know, excellent at what you do. But there's a larger question is why are you doing it? Who are you serving? What's the impact? Why, you know, why are you here doing what you do? And, and who is it whose lives you're going to have an impact on? And uh, that's, that, that's the recipe. And it's beautiful, and it's so perfect, because the reason I'm sitting here today after my loss is because that's what my mom and my dad taught me, is you're not here just for yourself. And when you're feeling sad and blue and, and down, serve others. And it, it helps take you outside of your own sadness. And um, Yeah, and it also brings out the best in you. It does. It, it's it, like, yeah. It really, really does. And um, we're going to be going into the news break. And we are here with John David Mann, um, co-author with Chef Charles Carroll of a new amazing book releasing next week, The Recipe, A Story of Loss, Love, and the Ingredients of Greatness. This is one of those books that is going to be a timeless classic. I encourage everybody to to get a copy. We'll be back in just a few moments with um, my dear friend, John David Mann. If you're just joining us live on the air on iHeartRadio, welcome, welcome, welcome. For those on the recording, um, this was instantaneous. You didn't have to listen to the national news. We are here, I am here, with my dear friend, John David Mann, who's been on the show before, but we're talking about his new amazing book with Chef Charles Carroll, The Recipe, A Story of Loss, Love, and the Ingredients of Greatness. Um, John, before the, the break, we were we were talking about, um, you know, loss and Emma Thompson preferring the company of those who have suffered. Uh, this book is, is so much more than some of the things that we've talked about. And I, I know a lot of where the conversation was driving so far this morning was because of the loss of my mom last week and you're so gracious in in being here with me today as, as I express some of that grief um, but this book is so much more it's about the journey of the soul to overcome and the ability if you're willing to let people in to help of how sadness and loss can become something so much more and your new path can be determined from that i know as my mom passed one of the things i told her was her job as mom wasn't done up in heaven she's to guide me to what's next because i just don't know how to do my life without her which is the way owen felt in the book um that that whole conversation about moving forward and allowing people in where did that come from with you and and chef charles yeah you know in one sense, the book is the story of the boy, Owen. So this is the character that you follow through the book. But if you turn the book around and kind of look at it from the other point of view, it's, it's also kind of the chef's story. It's a story uh, about mentoring. Uh, sometimes I think of it as a sort of a guidebook for mentoring. And the, the way that the chef mentors the boy is, um, is something that evolved gradually as we're writing it. It kind, of, it kind of intrigues me. There are times where he is very hands-off. 
and he you know clearly sees what he wants the boy to do but doesn't say it and then there are other times where he is surprisingly forward and blunt and 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 sort of delivers hard truths that that uh that make the boy blanch um and so that's kind of interesting but the 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 arc of the book is kind of like in the first half of the book it's very introspective it's a lot about the boy it's a lot about you know tasting everything and learning how to do things in in a great way but as as the second half of the book unfolds it's more and more about sort of finding your path out in the world. It's about your team and building others. Uh, there's a point where the boy discovers, and I, I don't think I'm giving too much away to say this, the boy discovers that there's a lot more to the chef than meets the eye and that he actually had an extraordinarily famous career. I mean, he was a very famous uh, uh, chef and with, uh, well, all kinds of accomplishments that you read about. But when he, he reads this, he goes like, man, you were famous. Why don't, you know, why doesn't everyone know this? Why don't you put these awards on the wall? Why don't you display this? Uh, and, and it leads to a talk about fame and about what's really important. And, uh, you know, it's, that, I think that starts the whole process for Owen of, of trying to puzzle out what is his goal in the world? What is he really after? What is his path? Is it to, to, to become famous and rich and accomplished and, and success, successful in the eyes of the world? Or um, is there something more personal, more meaningful, more vital to his, to his own self? I don't know if I answered your question, but <laughs> I, certainly, I certainly talked about it. <laughs> in, in your own unique way, yes, you did, John. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> The the whole concept of a parable book is, you know, I remember the alchemist, Paulo Coelho's book ages ago. And I do have to say that the recipe is very reminiscent of that for me, as is the go giver. These these Mm. books that are timeless classics that transform you when you read them. When you and and Chef and and even Bob Berg, when you were putting together the go giver, did you hold even a moment's thought of belief that that's what these books could become? Yeah, well, that's such a good question, or it's such a, a challenging question, really, because you, you uh, I mean, the only, the only real answer is yes and no. And the no is when you're doing something, you can't be thinking about, it's like when you're preparing a speech, you can't be thinking about applause. When you're cooking a, a dish, you can't be thinking about the, the, the restaurant review, the critic review. You, you can't be thinking, focused on the outcome when you're involved in the process because that wrecks the process. Um, uh, you know, you, you can't go on a date and be thinking, hmm, I wonder if she'll tell, tell everyone I'm, I'm a great kisser. <laughs> you will ruin the date, I promise you. And, and you'll um, ruin the kiss, too, because you'll be so worried about making right. the perfect kiss. <laughs> you, it will not work. Um, so in that sense, no. I mean, we, we, didn't, we didn't have that. But, but the yes part of the answer is that we, when Bob and I were writing The Go-Giver, um, we absolutely intended to write something that would serve a lot of people, and not just this year or next year, but, you know, for, for all of time. I mean, we, we, were, we knew we were, going for some, we were reaching for something that, that would be broadly applicable. And, you know, we were, knew we were writing a parable, and if a parable is successful, that's what it does. It transcends the particulars of an era, of a generation, of an age. And um, I, I, Chef and I, yeah, we were, 
we were aiming for that. I mean, you, you'll, you'll find clues in the book as to sort of when the book takes place, but they're very vague and distant and they're irrelevant. I mean, it, it could have taken place in the 50s or the 80s or the, you know, or 20 years from now. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, I mean, we're all creatures of our time, but we all strive to have an impact that's timeless. Oh, that's that's beautiful. We're all creatures of our time, but we hope our impact is timeless. That's beautiful. I like that. That makes it took me a long paragraph to get to that last sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it works that way sometimes. See, if I were writing, I would have saved the last, that last sentence and thrown the rest away. <laughs> and that's what you do in the mornings when you you sit and begin your day to figure out the writing, isn't it? Exactly. It's a lot of scribbling on a pad of paper to discover some little nuggets in there you hope to find. Yes. And then you have to weave all those nuggets into a coherent thought with somebody else's thoughts. Because you're not just writing the book for you, you're writing the book that started with somebody's idea, somebody else's idea and their thoughts and and interviewing them to come up with it, like what you do with Brandon Webb in his books, the, this yeah. red circle, the killing school, total focus. I mean, each one layers so yeah. many things and builds off of each other. And you, you write with so many other people. How do you hold yourself together while allowing the other in? Yeah. That's an interesting process. I mean, for me, writing a book, whether it's with, because with Chef Charles, I had to absorb, you know, his whole chef experience. You know, the, the technical part of it, because let's face it, the book's about food. There's a lot of cooking in there. Oh, and great so recipes, to, by the way, everybody. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, recipes in the back of the book. Um, so I had to absorb a lot of it, sort of the technical information, and also there are a lot of, of bits and pieces of Charles's own life that find their way into the book. So there's a lot of that. It was the same with Brandon, learning all about snipers and rifles and calibers and, and, you know, and warfare and, and also his own personality in life. For me, it's kind of like this. I start out by dipping myself like a cloth and dye. I sort of dip myself in, steep myself uh, in that person's life. Uh, what I imagine an actor would do if you were preparing for a role in a film, or learn all about that person and, and try to step into that person's shoes. Once that's, I've done that for a while, then I'll sit down and just write and, and not be thinking about the person, not be, you know, I've done the steeping already. I'll just now sit down and just kind of write from my heart. And my heart has a bunch of Charles in it or a bunch of Brandon in it or a bunch of Bob Berg in it or whatever. Well, then. When you were putting together the recipes for the book, um, I know there there was a weave of you and and chef. I, it sort of reminded me of um, the book about Italy, where she wove recipes into it, and I'm blanking on it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Under the Tuscan Sun. Under the Tuscan Sun, yes. How do you choose what recipe is going to work in a book like this to to make the story move forward. Yeah, that, that was a really a fun process. So the recipes, um, you know, most of those recipes came from, from Charles. And that is to say, I either saw him make them or he had, he had done them, demoed them online or whatever, or I talked them through on the phone with him. Uh, the blueberry pancake recipe is honest. It's my wife's recipe. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, the choosing of the recipes, you know, each recipe 
kind of is there to serve a, a story purpose. And so we want them to be diverse enough so they'd, be, they'd make a fun set of recipes for the reader. But also they move the story forward in terms of the lessons they teach. Um, and, you know, whether it's uh, the, the filet mignon or the salad with the poached egg or it's the grilled cheese with crab or whatever he's cooking, it's there for the lessons. It's there for the learning and for the teaching. Yeah. The, when you talked about the recipes and you explain them, you can feel them. You can sense them. And as you talk about in the book... The taste is not just the physical taste, but it's how you taste it with all of your senses as you sear the sides and and how it relates to everything else in life. And we're going to talk um, a little bit more about that when we come back um, in just a few moments with John David Mann, author of co-author of The Recipe, A Story of Loss, Love, and the Ingredients of Greatness. John, we were talking about recipes, and it's kind of funny that the commercial that the people on podcast didn't hear was about a restaurant that led us back <laughs> into this segment. <laughs> yeah, overlooking the runway. <laughs> yeah. So you, you were talking about how you selected the recipes and, and how they really enhanced the story of the book. Yes. So when you're putting the pieces together of this book... Um, and oh, and I, I just have to share this. I'm going to forget what I just said for a moment. But for everybody that's listening, um, you need to go to John. Correct me if I'm wrong. The website is theingredientsofgreatness.com. That is it. Theingredientsofgreatness.com to find out more about the book. But there's videos that you shot with Chef preparing the recipes, including one of him blindfolded. Right? Yeah, <laughs> this is true. This is true. Yeah, we're having yeah. And uh, there, there is a there is a recipe in the book that he that the chef cooks blindfolded, and I I made Charles do that for our for our, for our deal. That's right. I will tell you this though, um, in the course of writing the book, I would you know be sitting at my desk writing, and then get up and go to the kitchen and cut and chop and peel and cook and go back to the desk and go back to the kitchen, and I went back and forth. It's it's only like thirty paces from my desk to the kitchen, and uh, I cooked everything while I was writing, and that was just a blast. So all the experiences that Owen has, sort of learning how to deal with the carrots and the onions and the and the tripolini and everything, that's uh, that was all me uh, learning how to deal with with all that in the kitchen. <laughs> Which I think is what makes this book so powerful for me is you can feel that in the book, as I do in all the books you you write. But in this one, maybe because I love to cook as well, and I had lost that for a while. And when you had sent me that very early manuscript, all of a sudden that meditative thing that I used to get when I chopped and, and prepared things began to come back. And mm, nice. co- cooking for my mom became something I enjoyed doing again. Ah, oh, fantastic. Which is great because my mom and I always cooked together. A lot of people have said that they were moved or touched by the book. Some said they cried. Some said they laughed. But I'll tell you what, every single reader has come back and said, I think I'm a better cook now. <laughs> or at least... I have a renewed love of food and a renewed passion for the idea of cooking. And that's, that's part of what, what it's about, is that passion for cooking. And the passion of taste, which yeah. I had lost a bit of, you know, tasting life in, in yeah. all of its forms, the bitter, the sour, the sweet, the unexpected. And yeah. you and Chef just did such amazing things with that. 
So um, I'm grateful well, that for really that. Can, that kind of brings it about back to where we started, really, because one of the, the lessons the chef teaches the boys is to taste everything. And in a way, he was trying to sort of shut down and not taste because he'd been hurt by his experience. And so in a way, that, that is the, the lesson of the book is to, as you say, experience everything. Be open to it all because it all makes you, makes you into a larger, richer, deeper person. Yeah, and sometimes that first bite feels overwhelming. <laughs> yes. As you step back into life. But all you yeah. need is, is a friend by your side or an unexpected friend, if it's not somebody you know, um, that can reopen that, that taste for you. And my mom loved hot dogs, Nathan's hot dogs <laughs> specifically. And Excellent. the first thing Owen tastes in the book without giving anything away to people is a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, it's, it's instructive because his first real test as a cook is not to cook at all, but to taste. And the idea of that is, you know, for me as a writer, what's the secret to writing? Number one secret is reading. If you want to be a great writer, read great stuff. Uh, the secret to, you know, to being a great artist is to, is to use your eyes and look, is to love what you see, love color, love shape, love form. That's always the secret to producing anything wonderful, is to, is to be a consumer of that wonderful thing and appreciator of that wonderful thing. And if somebody wants to get a hold of, of the book, I want to make sure, I mean, I mentioned the website, but when is it out? Can they pre-order? Um, what, what can they get? Yes, so it's out on the 17th of October. That's a week from as we speak. Um, it's, it'll be at Amazon and everywhere, hardcover, ebook, audiobook. Um, and for now, you can also pre-order on that site you mentioned, which is theingredientsofgreatness.com. And with the pre-order, we have a couple of goodies and bonuses, um, some a video of an interview, the video that, uh, that Laura mentioned, and, and a few other things. We'll sign your book for you as well. And, Things like that. So if you want to pre-order, that's the way, that's the place to go. Theingredientsofgreatness.com. Yep. Perfect. And I know that you've done on, on your Facebook page uh, several Facebook Lives with Chef and things like that. So people mm -hmm. can also search the two of you out on Facebook because my guess is you're going to be doing some other stuff coming up too. <sighs> We are. I'm going to Houston at the end of the month for a book signing party with with uh, Chef, and we're going to do we're going to do more Facebook Live and more fun videos while while I'm out there. Which is so fun because nobody ever really gets to see you, or and you don't even do a lot of interviews except you have been for this book, which is kind of fun. You normally try to sit in the background a little bit more because I have, I have come out from behind the curtain. It's true. I'm so excited <laughs> for that. This is just so great. It's been fun to watch you blossom out there with this, with all the interviews you've been doing to share who you are as a person. If the publishers hadn't said no, none of this would have happened. Everything happens for a reason, right? That's my mom's favorite hey. saying. <laughs> it really is. We probably wouldn't be having this conversation if the publishers had said yes. Yeah, and the book would look quite different. Right now, the book is such a special thing. The, everybody who's listening, the book is The Recipe, A Story of Loss, Love, and the Ingredients of Greatness. John David Mann writing with um, Chef Charles Carroll, who will be on here next week. John, last thought you'd like to share with my listeners about anything, really. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, it, it's one of the, the, the central lessons of the book is to sort of hurl yourself into life with abandon. I mean, you don't have to be a, an expert cook to, to produce 
wonderful, magnificent food that you serve to people you love and that they love. You don't have to be a New York Times best-selling author to write emails that warm someone's heart. You don't have to be the world's greatest this and that to make a powerful, meaningful, and delicious impact in the world. So, you know, just be your full self. Oh, I love that. I can taste that, you know, be your full self. And I love that you included about to write an email to somebody because yours have always <laughs> warmed my heart. And, met, and several I, I had read to my mom because I'm like, you have to just hear this, Mom. <laughs> oh, this, that's this. so sweet to hear. Yeah. An email is as important as a book. It's all it's all heart to heart, you know. Yeah, it, it is about heart. And, and this book is about heart. And I encourage everybody to, to go get it and... You know, you and Anna are about heart, your relationship, the love you two share. You can sense that in this book. It comes through in the book when um, Chef and and his wife are talking. I sense Uh, part of the two of you in there. I got to tell you, Laura, I've been on a lot of radio shows and podcasts and yours is my favorite. Because you just reach out and feel the person you're talking to. It's, it's, I, I really appreciate it. You, you're doing what you should be. Well, thank you so much. I, the, I, I am not going to cry at the end of That's my right. show. Of course. Why would, why would you cry? Why? <laughs> um, you know, it, it's always a joy to be here with you, John. And I know you'll, you'll be on again. There'll be something else we'll want to talk about. And yep. um, it's grateful. For, for the words that you speak in these books, um, for the love that you share. I mean, even in The Killing School with Brandon Webb, you can feel the, the love and the passion in your words that transform the people that read it. And that is a true gift. Wow. And well, that's what makes you an amazing reader. <laughs> thank you thank, yeah you know reading reading is my passion um and yeah. and this radio show as well and writing and i have some ideas for some new books we'll see where they go but john thank you for being here with me today and everybody grab a copy of the recipe a story of loss love and the ingredients of greatness available wherever books are sold next week and you can go to the ingredients of greatness.com and grab a copy today remember everybody the right questions can change your life and hug someone you love today You've been listening to It's All About the Questions, starring Laura Stewart. Connect with Laura at itsallaboutthequestions.com and download a free workbook that will help you ask better questions starting today.